Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and welcome to round two of the Parenting Roundabout podcast for the week of April 3rd. I'm Catherine Haleko, and I'm here with Terry Morrow. Hello. Usually on this podcast, we talk about parenting issues. But once a week, Terry and I like to get together to discuss TV, movies, books, and other entertainment topics, because it's nice to talk about something other than parenting for a change. So this week, we continued with Brothers and Sisters, (laughs) a sob fest. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And returned to Ted Lasso, which is back uh, with season three. So we watched... The first three of those to get caught up, and then yeah. henceforth, we'll just do one at a time as right. they as they drop. Um, but so the first three were called Smells Like Mean Spirit, mm-hmm. I Don't Want to Go to Chelsea, and 451. What was so the meaning of 451? I, I think it was about the, um, the positions that the players were in because... In a okay. previous episode, they talked about four, four, two, like four defenders, four midfield. Okay. Two oh yes. All right. That makes sense. Forwards, okay. and then when they got Zava, <laughs> oh um, yeah, <laughs> they were reconfiguring. Yes. Things. So I think that title yes, that makes was sense. just all referring to Zava. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, it's we can talk one. about these all in one <laughs> whack. I guess um, we have. I don't know. Should we kind of go character by character yeah, in terms do of that. what, they're, what they're up to? We could just blob these together because, honestly, I don't really remember when yeah, I watched gonna, things all in a lump where they began and ended. I'm going to struggle okay. to know that, too. So <laughs> who do you want to start with? We could start with Ted. Why not? Okay. The titular character? You know, he seemed to be doing okay. In the first episode, uh, Nate, who we'll get to, was trash-talking him a little bit, and he turned it around with self-deprecating humor and won everybody back to his side. Mm -hmm. The team was rated very lowly, and Rebecca wanted him to be doing more, but he was just sort of doing his Ted Lasso thing. Still talking to his therapist on didn't really look like Zoom, but some sort of online right uh, mechanism. Dr. S- Dr. Sarah yeah. from, from past episodes. But uh, past then, seasons. yeah. Uh, then there was a very contrived bit of business. They had to work hard for this, and it was stupid. But he left his phone at home, and right. he couldn't remember his son's phone number. And so he had to call the house phone. And at the house... His wife and her new boyfriend and Ted's son were getting ready to go to a game, and 
she wasn't going to answer the phone, but her boyfriend did. And it turns out that he is their former uh, marriage counselor. And that then brings on some panic attacks for Ted. And it's like, all right. There were so many more easy ways to do that, honestly. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> Just yes. left his phone at home and, 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 and so you know, as this is rolling along that, oh yeah, something bad's going to happen. Right. I thought it was maybe just that he wouldn't be able to get in touch with his son and then he would be distracted by that. But no. Yeah. Were we supposed to recognize that dude? Did we ever see him before? I don't in remember marriage him. counseling? I don't think so. Yeah. I, I don't remember. I mean, there's in, I believe, the first episode of The Little Boy mentions mm-hmm. Jake. Oh, he's mommy's right. friend. Right. Um, so, and so we're this already dude could just for- have gotten away with saying he's a random dude and gotten off the phone very quickly before Ted recognized his voice. Right. <sighs> Which well, he recognized Ted's voice. To- yes, of course he did. And he could have just yes. said, uh, just motion for the ex-wife to take it and not right. revealed himself to be Dr. Jake. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's yeah, do not like, but yeah. okay. And there's so much else going on that Ted is, is mostly just kind of fading into the background, mm-hmm. but he does uh trench crim formerly of the independent comes along right. to uh, with the idea of embedding with the team and writing a book which mm-hmm. everybody else realizes is a terrible idea, but Ted just says, okay, sure. Right. And then there's a very enjoyable bit of business between uh, Roy and Trent, because Roy is like, <laughs> you know, not telling everybody not to talk to Trent, not to welcome him there, everything is. And it, it, it develops that early in his career, Trent wrote something really nasty about him. And when he was 17, I know. when Roy was 17. <laughs> And he still carries this review around with him in his wallet. Relatable content. (laughs) And, uh, you know, Trent admits that he, too, was young and, you know, trying to make a name for himself by being me. So, Nate, take a note. And uh, Exactly. Yes, that's (laughs) kind of a theme. (laughs) Yeah. So, and after that, they're they're okay. And uh, so, you know, and then the big development as for the team is that this incredibly good, apparently charismatic, though he seems like such a jerk to me. Um, <laughs> this just weirdo. This just weirdo who can make contact foot to ball in any one of a thousand contortions. Right. Uh, is I, I I did enjoy the fact that he finally comes to Richmond because Rebecca chews him out at the at a urinal and yes. shames him. That was that Shames was him for having asparagus smelling pee, among <laughs> other things. <laughs> and points out that, boy, if you want to be a big cheese, you should come to a team that's losing, not a team that's winning. <laughs> and right. so he does. And yeah, he's like, I think I will. <laughs> I thought he would just completely disrupt the apple cart of team morale. But everybody but Jamie is into him and just right. thrilled to play third, fourth, fifth bananas to his excellence. Right. Every time it looks like they're going to do something, he makes the final push and gets credit for mm-hmm. it. So Jamie is like, that should be me doing that. That's my – when I behaved that way, right. I got in trouble. <laughs> I was forced to share with my teammates and now right. here's this guy. So, And then there's some you know, mixing up of characters again as um, Roy kind of – 
takes Jamie yes. almost under his wing right. now, you know, uh, which is a nice turn yes. of events from how their relationship has evolved over these three, th- yes. three seasons. Did, did the actor who plays Jamie, has his accent just been coming out more and more? Did he talk <laughs> like that in the beginning? I think he always did. But did he always? Yes, it's what he said, charming. it smells like poopa. <laughs> yes. It's charming and I love it. And it's like, has he always, I think it's just getting thicker and thicker as it he goes Maybe it's getting more, maybe it's getting <laughs> thicker because people love it. But yes. So yes. endearing. Before and- I ever watched this, I had read about how hilarious it is when they're in the sewer and he says, <laughs> smells like poopy. Eh? <laughs> yes. Oh. Uh, anyway, so that's. That's some of it. Let's see. All of Uh, our relationships have broken up. Right. Roy and Keeley break up and have to break the news to his niece, who looks older. She does look older. And she's markedly older. She handles it quite well. She does. (laughs) She points out that there is no good reason for them to break up, and everybody in the audience goes, Yes, that is correct. (laughs) Listen to the child. She knows what she's talking about. She doesn't understand that. Oh, we got to keep dramatic tension going somehow. Yes. Oh, I don't know. We'll just break them up. And and also, no. apparently, Rebecca and her uh, beau. What is his name? The Sam. But Sam. we knew that. We knew that. Yeah, but you know, in both cases, there's regrets. And also, yes. uh, Rebecca goes because her mother forces her to to a uh, psychic. Mm-hmm. says something about a green matchbook. And then they're at Sam's restaurant and he's handing out matchbooks and it's green. And it's green. It's like, who'd have thought that somebody might come across a green matchbook? Right. I mean, all matchbooks are a uniform color and would never vary. So this is a very special, <laughs> very unusual thing. You can guarantee means the psychic knows things. Something is up. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I want so. them to get back together, so I will allow it. But, right. you know, this is like, do you know somebody named John? <laughs> right. I see a letter S. <laughs> so I, you know, Sam is, remains adorable. And although them getting together seemed unlikely in the first place. Right. They're cute together. They are. And, uh, and Keely is dealing with her new business where she has uh, a bunch of real <laughs> cold fish <laughs> working for her that have been placed there by her investors. Uh-huh. And so you can tell that she's actually pretty unhappy yes. um, with her job because you know she started her own company and right. she's basically be you know yeah she did charm to do it charm the cfo by admiring her snow globe collection that's true that's a li- and then then she brings in her old friend shandy yes into the business for a job that doesn't actually exist and i also can't relatable. tell <laughs> is she going to be delightfully disruptive or is she going to be trouble mm, yeah. seems like she might not be that nice. Right. It's a possibility. But Keely really needed yes. somebody 
who was yes in her corner. That's right <laughs> in this in this workplace. Do we so. imagine that PR people are generally that dour? No, <laughs> they're certainly not. <laughs> I mean, the one is supposed to be the CFO, and yes, so maybe the others have sort of back office type of jobs as well. You yeah, know? I hope so. So if I got an email from one of those people, it would be very easy to delete it. Right. <laughs> something with a little spirit would be harder, though I still would. Yes. Catherine yes, has taught me well. From- blame her. <laughs> Don't. Something from Shandy. Don't indulge might. the PR people. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Do not give them an inch, Terry. <laughs> it's a risk. All right, who else do you want to talk about? We did talk about Nate at the beginning. He was really only yes. in the first of these three episodes. I thought he was going to be sort of a recurring motif, but yeah. apparently he's just going to be certain certain episodes mostly dedicated to him. Um, right. You know, I guess it was his first day as coach, and he came in his little crappy car, which Rupert immediately had towed because who could possibly be driving that and working for him? Right. Uh, and right. then he gives Nate a nice car at the end. But he's... He is quite mean to his players. He's mean to he's mean to everyone. He's mean he's, to everybody. He's just a very angry person. This is, he's a very like hurt people, hurt people. Yes, uh, this is evil Nate scenario. Yeah, so mm-hmm. he you know he he's doesn't seem like the kind of guy your team would rally around and win for. But I guess you know maybe they're used to nasty coaches, and that's why Ted was such a turnaround. But right. um, you know you did see him have sort of a little moment where he had to psych himself up when he was talking to the press mm-hmm. he had to go under the table and spit right. that was his thing right he's spitting yeah, the, spitting spit in, the mirror. in the mirror yeah. mm-hmm. so uh if he needs to do that he's not he's not completely over at the dark side but he's just one toe right. still sticking out he gets a text that, from his mother that shows his dad still doesn't respect him and so right. um but rupert is you know evil so watch yourself mm-hmm. there, man. We would like to think that eventually you will come over to the light. Yeah. And did he just dye his hair silver? Why does he look like that, Kat? Yeah. I don't understand. I mean, Is this what happens when you sign a contract with the evil one? Your hair turns right. white? This, I mean, this wasn't, <laughs> this did happen at the end of, at some point in last season. But, yes. but yeah, he... It, it's definitely like a transformation. Yes. You know, he's he's a very different person than he once was. The that's curdling sure. of his good nature is causing, coming out through his roots. Yep. But it's a little, I don't know. It's weird. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. it calls attention to itself in a way that maybe is not good. Right. He could have just changed his wardrobe would have been sufficient. You know, mm-hmm. you do not need to do, I mean, if he had, dyed his hair red or yellow or something, but it looks like he's just gone gray overnight. Yeah. And he's not that old. I mean, although my mom like went gray in her 30s, so he could be that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just weird to me. A a weird, unsettling thing. Uh, Just like uh, Coach Beard's romance with Jane. What the (laughs) F? Yes, that's... That just, you know, continues on. It's just there every now and then to be bizarre. It has no particular point. Just, have we shown how screwed up his romance is? Let's just throw in a scene or two. Right. Whatever, you guys. So you remember. Although the the second episode, which was the one where 
they were getting working on getting Zava. Mm-hmm. Just Coach Beard had like a series of little shrieks <laughs> that, that <laughs> happened periodically throughout the episode that were yes quite amusing. Like <laughs> in relation to Zava, then also like when he found out that Roy and Keely broke. Yes. Oh, I did laugh a lot. Yes. And uh, honestly, if they're not going to bring Roy and Keeley back together, where is that school teacher? I want him to date that school teacher. Oh, yeah. She was good. She was very good. And she mm-hmm. had a similar vocabulary when she wasn't teaching children. So Right. Um, and then we had like a – from amongst the players whose names we don't really remember, they're just part of the troupe, from, mm-hmm. from the cast of Extras – Came a player right. who is gay and has a boyfriend and but doesn't tell anybody. Closeted. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And he brings him to a um, dinner at uh, Sam's restaurant and introduces him as his wig man. And the friend makes a little joke about, oh, you know, girls always go for the soccer players and stuff like that. And then afterwards, there's this thing where we follow Trent Krim out of the restaurant and onto the street. And so you know something's going to happen. Is he going to get hit by a car? Is a right. limo with Rupert in it going to come up and say, and it's going to turn out that he's doing this at Rupert's behest? Or is Rupert going to try to buy him off? What's going to happen? And then it turns out that he just sees the two men kissing. And right. Trent doesn't look like the kind of dude offhand who would want to make hay out of that. Right. He doesn't, which is why it's very annoying that they yes. made a point of him. It is seeing it, seeing it, and so. sort of having an expression that was difficult to read. Right, like oh ho, this can be a whole chapter. Um, mm-hmm. But please don't do that. And it's, and it's also like we've seen this dude in the background for two seasons now, and now we care about him. Right. Okay, are all the other random dudes going to have storylines too? Uh, I enjoyed the, and it's, also, it's the Greek chorus in the background without <laughs> yes. any significant others or, or recognizable qualities. Right. Yeah, like when they had the Christmas episode yes. and they all showed, showed up at yes. uh, Leslie's house. I have watched that video on YouTube quite a few times. That's so charming. Yes, so. yes. But um, okay. We'll see where this goes. I believe his name is Colin. Yes. I require um, it to some place that will not outrage me. Yeah, same. Um, but that also made me think of there is a scene where you see Dr. Sharon uh, uh-huh. getting in bed with a hot young yes. guy. And are we supposed to recognize that guy? I don't know, but I did not. Okay. You know how they have subtitles so we can, we can understand what all the British accents are saying? They need to <laughs> right. have a little... Uh, Prompts like you this guy yeah. before. Remember, he was here. This is right. uh, this was Ted's marriage counselor. Right. This was <laughs> uh, it's confusing. It like the the whisper voice that used to be on the the people's court. Right. Like, <laughs> it, as soon as little Henry mentions Jake, then you get the voice. Yes. Jake was the name of the lasso's marriage counselor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That would, I mean, it's like how Amazon Prime has the little you can like hit a button and all right. the names of the actors come up, which is wonderful. It's awesome. We yes. need something like that. And how many episodes this individual has been on? Right. So we know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go Are we to dealing IMDb with a- and look up this episode. Yeah. Are we dealing with a guest star? Are we dealing with a series regular? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So what else? The bar and its its uh, residents continue patrons. to be adorable. Yes. And um, I noticed that they used, at one point, they used the line, everything is going your way. And yes, like, you I stole that too. from yourselves. That's from shrinking, <laughs> you guys. And they just mm-hmm. were writing the scripts at the same time and they forgot which show that belonged to. <laughs> I miss shrinking, by the way, all but the last 30 seconds. Yep. That was good. (sighs) But All right. Well, it was diverting. Yes. uh, You know, I don't think Rupert is out of the Zava business and will find some way to mess that up. But correct. Like to see Nate try his his tough love coaching on that dude. Yeah. <laughs> out on his butt in a minute. Not going to get him anywhere. <laughs> he is not That's going all. to stand behind the dum dum line. I can no. tell you that for sure. <laughs> he he so. will just not even, he'll just like float <laughs> somewhere else. Well, he's like twice the height of Nate, so he might not yes. even see him. This is true. What an odd So, shall we, uh, oh, brothers shall we and- move on? Oh, so sad. Yeah. Yes. So this was episode 22 of season one, which, by the way, is the penultimate. Oh, so next week is matriarchy to bookend bookend the season, which started with patriarchy. Patriarchy. But for this one, it's called Favorite Son. And it is, you know, of course, at the end of the previous episode, Julia had gone into labor um, and, you know, Army medic Justin was <laughs> trying to deal with well, that. Well, apparently he does deliver the babies. They mentioned that he delivered yeah. the babies, so. Right. Because Kevin was making a joke that, you know, since both of the kids could be either of theirs, that Justin's moving ahead in the favorite uncle sweepstakes. Right. But I as it turns you. out, sad things happen. Yeah. So, you know, they were quite early and yes. the little boy has some severe um, complications and little William. It's been a bad year for Williams. Yeah. It might not have been the best name to give him. Oh, and also like there's a whole thing throughout the whole episode that, you know, like the little girl doesn't have a name. And of course by the end of it, she gets a name, but when they're, when Julia's like having a breakdown, which by the way, she did an amazing job of, of yes. performing those. Um, she's like, she doesn't even have a name, the baby girl. I'm like, guys, this is something you could fix right, right now. Super easily. Yes. Like you, this, you don't have to let this be what's right. What's freaking you out yeah. right now. You know, <laughs> this is one problem you can actually solve. Let's right. do it. Tommy so. just sort of preemptive, preemptively does it later and, you know, yes. that's fine. It was off her list. So I guess it it's was fine. fine. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. So they have the little William has a problem with his kidneys. And one possible treatment they're saying is to get his sister, his twin, mm-hmm. to donate a kidney, yes. which must be like the size of a really pencil eraser yeah. or something. I mean, it has yeah, to be Because so they're tiny. tiny. Where did they get those little, uh, those animatronic things they had as those little teeny tiny yeah, babies? Yeah, they were. Because they very, looked upsettingly mm-hmm. realistic yeah. and vulnerable and tiny. Right. 
boy, brothers and sisters, they keep hammering home this theme. Brothers and yes. sisters, will the sister donate to her brother? These little tiny things who have been alive for will they no time put, at all. Will they put the, the sister at risk? At risk, save yeah. the brother. Mm. <sighs> Painful. It's so much fun when but, they were throwing cakes around. <laughs> yes. In the end, they don't have to make that decision because mm-hmm. the little the little boy doesn't make it. Yeah. So, oh man, just yeah. heart wrenching. But yes, yeah, Sarah Jane Morris has she brought said it. Said in previous episodes, she has had little to do. In this one, she is extremely convincing as someone who has been crying for like three days yes, without stopping. Yes. So So. I guess kudos to the makeup people too, because she really did. Mm -hmm. She looked apart and she acted and it was just excellent and heartbreaking. And, you know, kudos to Balthazar Zaghetti too for just, you know, stoicism in the face of terribleness. And you can tell that he's trying extremely hard not to freak out and he's just kind of stunned and overwhelmed and doesn't know what to do. I think he conveyed that well. Yeah. You know, for somebody who has always been relatively understated on the show. But, Mm -hmm. uh, man, that's rough. Yeah. That was sad, even knowing where it was going. Right. And, oh, and the scene where Saul calls Kitty and Kitty is all, I just got engaged. And you know that he's calling with the news that William died. Oh, man. I mean, Saul is like bringing the paternal advice. Yeah. And and I'm like, as far as we know, he doesn't have any children. He's just a good (laughs) uncle, I guess. He's just been observing. Yes. Yeah. And also to to just bring a lighthearted and happy note to an otherwise somber episode, Joe and Sarah split up and told the kids. And Cooper was like, Cool, we can go do things on the weekends, Dad. Yeah, and Paige is like, we can I go know, to Disneyland. I know what this is about, and I am going to make it very difficult for you. Also, she invoked the name of yes, Gabe, Gabe, Gabe. plateless Gabe, for the scoop. <laughs> yep. If Dad ever says he's just going to go live someplace else for a little while, let me tell you, little girl, what's going to happen. Here's what that means. <laughs> this is Gabe's revenge. Paige is not buying it. Mm -mm. (laughs) Finally, she says, I'm going to go to my room. And then Cooper says, I'm also going to Paige's room. (laughs) Right. I'm sure Paige was very thrilled for that. That is not what she wanted. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Cooper was so easy, man. If it was just him, they'd have been scot-free. He's promised Disneyland and he's he's yours. That's all it takes. But uh, going out for meals. Yep. Very nice. An apartment. How cool. (laughs) Yes. Kara Storcy. Good job as Paige. You just can see that face and you know you're in trouble. (laughs) But uh, so that's that for now, I guess. uh, Right. And um, And you you mentioned Kitty briefly. Yes. Oh, that whole Kitty plot, though. Yes, at the end. However... Unbeknownst to Robert, Kitty has done something that I think we can fairly accurately predict Robert would be unhappy with. Mm-hmm. And that's just ticking away out there. Yeah. Some, as, as predicted, 
somebody knew about his helicopter situation, that he did not necessarily bravely go in to do this thing, that he wanted to not do it, and his co-pilot or the other person in the helicopter with him did it anyway and died. And so he thought nobody would know, but the guy who was on the radio with the other, with the guy who died, knew and now wants to make some money from it. And so he approaches Kitty and she goes to Kevin, who at first, of course, doesn't want to help Robert because he's a hated Republican. But uh, Robert does something very nice for Justin, takes him to a VA hospital that he goes to periodically and kind of got Justin back on, you know, being okay about Mm -hmm. going back to the war. So Kevin does this thing where he finds out every scrap of trouble this dude has ever gotten into and there's like a cart full of it so there's a lot of it (laughs) (laughs) you didn't have to look too hard no and basically blackmailed him back that if anybody so much as hints of any scandal about the helicopter thing that this guy is going to go to jail and right you know have a very unhappy life from that moment Mm -hmm. so that seems to take care of it but Kitty wasn't running to Robert and saying, hey, you know what? This guy was going to blackmail you, but I took care of it. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Yeah. You told your brother and you involved him in this and you did this without – it's not going to be good. Yeah. So because he's decided now he's going to be more forthright about it. So maybe he's going to tell anyway. Uh And I don't know. I would have enjoyed – that scene at the end with Robert and Kitty. So much, very much more if I hadn't known that she had done this stupid thing. Mm-hmm. Come on. Right. <clears throat> but what he does is basically propose to her yes. because, you know, she had proposed to him and then kind of yes. got a, a little bit <laughs> weirded out by what yeah. she had done. So then he decides to take matters into mm-hmm. his own hands, which Sounds about right. Yes. And uh, proposes to her. So, Yes. And uh, isn't that nice? <laughs> Did he have a ring? He had a ring, right? Yes, he gave her a okay. ring. And then she got the phone call. Yeah. So, so. And uh, Rebecca and Nora have tea. Right. Rebecca <laughs> is going to leave when she knows there's all this problem with the babies and stuff and and I guess we take that genuinely, even though Holly has said she's a snake. Right. And then Nora says, oh, Well, no. and she apparently didn't leave or she she's still feels well, she didn't. involved. Yeah, Nora told her she could stay. But then at the end, she's there when they're all she's standing there. outside the window looking in at the baby. Right. And Sarah does not look too chagrined, but Sarah's got enough on her plate right now that it's like, whatever. Yeah. Um, but... That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Working her way into team. the fam. The dream team, Nora and Rebecca. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Can they work together <laughs> as a force of good? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I don't but know. sad. <laughs> so sad. Yes. And, you know, I know I just have to let it wash over me, but. How is it that they never saw or held the babies? Yeah. I get, I get that they didn't hold them. Right. I mean, you know, when they're that 
premature and uh-huh. have complications. But then, and but then you know when the baby was dying, you could yes. hold him. But but then the the little girl, like she's still super tiny yes. and premature, yes. and she's just like there with no nothing, no I know. oxygen, anything. I that yeah. part didn't. And it was like, oh, they are, we're just seeing her for the first time. Like, yeah, that's all weird. That's very strange. But I know, yeah. I'm just, I know, <laughs> I know the rule. Just let it wash over you. Yeah. So, uh, so sad. Yes. But so that's where we leave them. That's where we leave them for, and one more episode, as you said, it's called Matriarchy. Finally, um, this season will be <laughs> this over. This season comes to and an we'll end. We'll have to decide if we want to sign up for more of this, or if you want me to just give you a quick recap of the remaining <laughs> part of the series. Five years I know or you're a completist, but <laughs> these walkers are a lot. They are a lot. Anyway, we'll discuss that next week. Yes. And then the Ted Lasso episode is uh, number four for uh-huh. season three, and it is called Big Week. Big Week. All right. Uh-huh. And that's going to be it for our round two today. Please subscribe to our Parenting Roundabout podcast so you won't miss any of our episodes. We have something new for you every weekday. As always, you can find recaps, links, and an opportunity to comment on our website at parentingroundabout.com. Bye, Terry. Bye, Catherine. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.